everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you want to know more about us or connect with us as a church, then please go to our church website and we'd love to get to know you some more. But here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages you and inspires you. Many of you will know that well-known song, When the Going Gets Tough. Some of you may already be singing over the lyrics to that song, When the Going Gets Tough, the tough get going. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing any more of it to you. I've always wondered about that lyric, though, in that song. When the going gets tough, the tough gets going. My question is, where do they get going? When we face tough times, we have two options. Either we get the opportunity and we get going to go and tackle the difficulties that we're facing and we try to break through them and to pursue forwards. Or the other alternative is we get going and we run away from the problem, we run away from the challenge in the hope that we can escape it. Both of these actions involve an act of going somewhere. They both involve us to make an effort, but only one of those actions will lead to true progress. Today's message I've entitled, When the Going Gets Tough. And a couple of weeks ago, we saw and heard how Nehemiah and the Israelites had decided to pursue the transformation of the city because they saw what God was doing and they wanted to see the city rebuilt and its walls um, re-established that God might be once again glorified in and through them. And as the city starts to be rebuilt, as the walls start to rise, we've heard today just how difficult this process was because as the walls started to rise, so did the opposition that God's people were facing. The going got tough. But for Nehemiah and the Israelites, there was only one direction that they were going to get going in. They weren't going to run away from the challenge, but they were going to stand up for it and they were going to work towards it, seeing, determined to see God's transformation fulfilled in their city. And today I want to spend a few moments just thinking about this theme of resistance or opposition or challenge or difficulty. For all of us, there will be times where life is not easy, where life isn't fair, where it's hard going. And for some of us, we'll look at our lives and say, God, it seems like our life has been particularly challenging. It feels like our ch we've come across more than our fair share of resistance. We will all face resistance in life in one way or another. But God's people are warned that throughout our lives, uh, that as well as our lives just not being easy because of part of our life, we can expect resistance as we follow Jesus. Jesus tells us, for example, about a wide and a narrow path. And ultimately, it's the narrow path that leads us to true life. Look at the experience of the early church. They saw God doing some amazing and wonderful things but they faced more than their share for, uh, fair share of challenges and resistance along the way as they saw God move and establish his church. 
We need to recognise that throughout our lives, and especially as a follower of Jesus, we will face challenges, we will come across resistance. But the question is for us today, how will we respond to that resistance? When the going gets tough, where will we get going? Will we run away from the challenges or will we run towards them keen to see what God might do? As the walls in Jerusalem start to be rebuilt, we see the full extent of the resistance that God's people were facing. Over the last few weeks, we've heard how people were worried about Nehemiah's return to Jerusalem. But as progress starts to be made on the walls and as the walls start to rise out of the ground once again, so does the resistance that God's people were facing. No longer were the local leaders and rulers just a little bit concerned about Nehemiah and his trip to Jerusalem, but they now become angry and incensed at what the God's people were doing. As a result, we've heard how they ridiculed, belittled, undermined and threatened God's people throughout today's passage. As the resistance increased, this could have been an opportunity for the people to give up and to turn in the other direction. How can we rebuild the walls when we're surrounded by so much opposition? But Nehemiah knew that to emerge out of the rubble They needed to overcome the resistance that they were facing. This resistance would make life far more challenging for them. But Nehemiah knew that if they stuck together, he knew they could emerge from it better and stronger than ever before. Look at it this way for a moment. If the Israelites hadn't faced the opposition that they do in this passage, would they have completed the wall as quickly as they did? Would they have been as united as a city as they are in this passage that we've just read together today? Would they have depended on God as much as they did in this passage? Possibly they may have done, but I would argue that it was because of the resistance that God's people faced in this passage that they were able to emerge out the other side, out of the rubble, stronger than they could have ever been without facing that resistance. Today, I wonder how we might transform our understanding of resistance. Instead of seeing resistance as something to be avoided, could we see resistance as an opportunity for training instead? Instead of seeing resistance as something that is holding us back, could we see it as something with the potential to develop us and make us stronger and better and more effective in our faith? As I was preparing this message, one phrase that I read really stood out to me. It said this, suffering is the badge of discipleship that authenticates the reality of faith. Resistance, suffering is the badge of discipleship. You can't follow Jesus without also facing resistance. Because it's as we face resistance that our, tr- our faith 
is truly shown to be authentic and to be lived out. Over these last few months, we've all faced some resistance training. I hope and pray that throughout this time, you've sensed God strengthening you and developing you in your faith. But as we continue to look to the future, as we look to hopefully walk towards the end of a pandemic, let's not expect the resistance that we face to fade. Yes, the pandemic and the current resistance that we're experiencing in this moment will fade eventually whenever it happens. But the resistance of discipleship, the resistance of following Jesus will always remain even as we build out of the rubble. There will always be new challenges that we come across. So today, I want to highlight three elements of resistance training, things that will help us to deal with the resistance that we face in life, that, but that will enable us to come out the, the other side fitter and stronger and as better, more faithful followers of Jesus, even when we're facing some of these difficult times um, that we might face throughout life. And the first element of good resistance training is prayer. We've already seen in this passage how Nehemiah was a man of prayer. But this time, not only does Nehemiah pray to God, but the people join with him in prayer as well. Resistance has a great ability to illuminate our weaknesses and to show just how dependent we are on God. When we face resistance, there's a certain amount that we might be able to push back in our own strength and with our own ability. But I assure you that for each and every one of us who's joining us for church today, there will be come a time in our lives where the res level of our resi the resistance that we face is greater than at the level of the resistance that we can push back in on our own. I know that this has been true in my life. There have been times where I've sat back and said, God, I just don't know how I can do this. The resistance is just too strong for me. No matter how hard I push, no matter what I do, no matter how much hard work I put in, this is out of my control. I cannot do it alone. But as Nehemiah leads God's people through the opposition that they were facing, when the resistance got too hard, listen to what he tells them in verse 14. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome. When we face resistance and times of trial and opposition, the best thing to do is to remember Jesus to bring your concerns before him and to know that you do not need to face these things on your own. And notice how the Israelites not only pray on their own, but they pray together. This is a theme that we'll see throughout this passage and it's good to be able, it's good to, be able to have tips to train and to get better at handling resistance on our own, but it's even better to be able to face resistance together as a group and as a team and as a church and as God's people united together. 
We are at our best and we are at our strongest when we are united together. And this all starts with prayer. Nehemiah started with prayer and then the rest of God's people came along and joined him in prayer. We will be praying together as a church family this evening. Let me just throw this question out there. Are you up for some resistance training tonight? Do you want to get stronger in your faith today? Do you want to see some of the resistance that we're facing broken through? Will you come and join us as we pray together as God's church this evening at seven o'clock? When we face resistance, let's not try to go it alone. Rather, let's recognise our dependence on God. Let's unite together and come to him in prayer that we might find and see our true strength, not just in our own abilities, but our true strength in God. Good resistance training starts with prayer, but it's also followed up with a plan. When we see resistance it's e and, and when we face times of challenge and difficulty, it's easy to look like a, a deer in the headlights. We see all the trouble and all the problems surrounding us and we get fixated on them that we struggle to see the solutions as to how we might respond. And I imagine this is, must, be, must have been just how Nehemiah was feeling in this passage. Everywhere he looked, he saw problems arising around him. But instead of standing there startled, looking like a deer in the headlights of the resistance that he was facing, Nehemiah instead decided to develop a plan. Firstly, he observed as he looked around him and saw what he could see and then he thought about how he could respond accordingly. First of all, Nehemiah responds by building the whole wall to half its height. After all, it's no good having a full height wall in one part if someone can just walk round to the other side of the city and get over uh, or not even have to come across a wall at all. Then when the local leaders started getting really cross and really angry at the fact that the walls were being developed and started to threaten them, Nehemiah took the decision to place guards in appropriate places around the city. When he saw that morale was dropping, Nehemiah called God's people together and he spent some time encouraging them and reminding them of what they were doing and why they were doing it. When resources were stretched, when they were thinly spread, Nehemiah developed a plan that meant that they didn't need to stop to defend what had already been done, but instead, thanks to just a simple trumpet, they could continue to unite together, even from a distance, and continue to work on the wall. We could and we should give Nehemiah credit for the plan that he had and the way that he led God's people. But I'm sure Nehemiah would be the first to say that his plans were not his own, but rather they were inspired by God as he depended on him in prayer. But again, notice the unity of God's people as they respond to Nehemiah's plan. This was a united city. The resistance might have been high, but the God's people were sticking together. 
they don't appear to have there don't appear to have been a lot of dissenting views when Nehemiah says we're going to do this a lot of people turned around and said well we think we should do something else instead instead as Nehemiah observes and seeks to implement the plan that God lays on his heart God's people unite behind it and play their part in fulfilling it today I wonder what's the next step in God's plan for you Sure, there may be lots of resistance in your life that you're facing in this moment. But what's the next step along the journey that you might be able to take this week? How might you be able to respond to that resistance that you are facing? How might you unite with God's people in following his plan, in implementing his plans, in restoring and building and developing his kingdom here in North Cambridge? And if you're unsure about what God's plan is, let me just ask you this question. What is it that you're observing? Nehemiah's plans started with observation. So in your life, what is it that you feel you need to address? What do you long to see addressed? Where is the resistance that you want to see overcome? How might you be able to respond to those things that you are seeing? even in just a small way, that you might be able to continue to pursue God's plan in your life this morning. Finally, good resistance training involves sacrifice. To overcome resistance, we need to pray, we need to be able to have a plan, but we also need to have us to be able to be willing to sacrifice if we're going to emerge out of the rubble throughout nehemiah we see sacrifices being made nehemiah left a comfortable job serving the king to go and live in a destroyed city surrounded by enemies that sounds like a sacrifice to me not only did he go to a city destroyed by enemies, but he gave up a night's sleep to go and wander around the city to develop a plan so that his enemies might not be aware what he was doing. But in this passage, there's yet more sacrifices that are made. And these sacrifices are made by everyone. People take on the sacrifice of having to multitask, both building the wall and being prepared to fight and defend the city as well. People left their families to stay and to guard the city. People covered extra shifts to ensure that the work was done as quickly as possible. And in verse 23, we're even told that the men didn't even change whilst the wall was being constructed. Imagine that, hot, dirty, sweaty work. There's no time to shower, we're going to plough on and we're going to work together through this. When times get hard, when God calls, there is always a sacrifice to be made. We see throughout scripture, the disciples were called by Jesus to sacrifice their nets and their careers in order to follow him. The early church had the privilege of being at the heart of the spread of God's church around the globe, but that meant that they had to sacrifice and leave their homes and give of their money and they knew what it was to face persecution. However, ultimately the Christian faith all comes down to one sacrifice, 
to one moment of the ultimate breakthrough. Jesus says he came to restore and revive not just a city, but the whole of humanity faced plenty of resistance in his short time on earth. But ultimately, Jesus shattered the resistance that he was facing as he was willing to sacrifice his life that we all might be restored, that we might all find true and lasting life. Jesus calls us to be his church, to follow in his footsteps. He knows that we will face resistance. And yet ever since the church began with just a handful of people who had encountered Jesus as the son of God, it's story, the story of the church has been of heroes of faith who even when times got tough were willing to sacrifice as they stepped out in faith with their God. The story of the church is a story of sacrifice. It's knowing the sacrifice that God has made for each one of us through Jesus. And it's being willing to respond to the sacrifice of Jesus by giving our lives as a sacrifice of worship back to him. The question for us today is where there is resistance, where we are living our lives for God, when the going gets tough, will we face up to the resistance? Will we follow the example of Jesus? What sacrifice might we see, might we be willing to give to see God build out of the rubble and reveal his kingdom? to reveal his love, his hope, and his restoration amongst us today. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. May we see tough times, not just as times to be endured, but may we see them as opportunities to grow and strengthen our faith and experience the restoration of our God. When tough times come, and they will come for all of us, may we see the resistance as an opportunity to train and to grow and to overcome that resistance. Let's turn to God in prayer. Let's run and unite together in God's plans and, and, and the plans that he has laid on our hearts. And let's be willing to follow the example of Jesus, the ultimate restorer and reviver, knowing that it is as we sacrifice that God is able to break through. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice that he has made for us that we might be restored that we might be revived, that we might have life. And Lord, as we uh, respond to Jesus and to who he is and to what uh, and all that he has done to, uh, for us today, Lord, we bring before you those areas of our lives which we find challenging and difficult. We bring before you the resistance that we face. And Lord, we pray that we would not be overcome by the resistance, that the opposition would not win, 
but Lord, that we would know that yours is the victory. You have made us more than conquerors, and with you we will not be defeated. And so, Lord, as we look to that resistance, we, Lord, we don't see it as something to run away from, but we see it as something to, tra- to, to grow in, to get stronger in. Lord, may we see the resistance as an opportunity for training, not for retreat. And so, Lord, we, pray, we bring our hearts before you in prayer. We thank you that you hear the concerns of our hearts. Lord, we, we, bring, we offer our lives over to you. And, Lord, we pray for your plans and for your guidance that you will continue to show us how we can best respond. And Lord, we pray that you might help us to continue to follow Jesus' example, to be willing to offer our lives as a sacrifice, just as Jesus was willing to offer his life as a sacrifice for us, that we might truly see your breakthrough breaking out into our world, into our city, into our communities and into our church, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.